We're going to get a little snow along about the end of the morning rush, so be aware of that if you're going to be starting your day later than normal. But if you're starting early, it should be okay. Do be aware that, as Renee has been telling us, they are now enforcing the HOV lanes, which means that exactly four people will be using them later today (laughs) between the hours of 6 and 9. That's right. Because we just don't have that many people that carpool. Sorry. I've been driving on that before and thinking what time is it am i okay yeah. should i get over i, I know <laughs> I panic. It, does, it does dawn on you that yeah. Uh, yeah oh thank goodness it's 907 yeah right. when you get out of here soon enough um we start out the day in record-setting territory on wall street both the dow and the s&p uh established new records yesterday general motors will release its quarterly earnings at 8 30 and they're expected to show that they would have been one billion dollars larger but for that uh, labor strike with the UAW. and uh, But all in all, it looks like they had a pretty good year, uh, $3.8 billion in adjusted earnings before interest in taxes. Uh, it's What's going to be interesting is their forecast for the year ahead, given some of the challenges they have with EVs. Meantime, yesterday, if you had a chance to look in on the testimony in the Jennifer Crumbly involuntary manslaughter trial, it was like we got to be the literal fly on the wall. Mm, really? As the parents came in, confronted police for the first time, but also saw their son, the shooter, for the first time with full knowledge. Mm-hmm. He had murdered four riveting, classmates. Riveting yeah. stuff. It was uh, day three in that ongoing criminal trial of Jennifer Crumbly, and prosecutors continued to build their case, alleging that the parents of the Oxford High School shooter failed to provide adequate care that could pre- have prevented that tragic uh, incident on November 30 of 2021. During yesterday's proceedings, the prosecution presented video evidence of the initial interview with the shooter's parents highlighting their emotional reaction. And we should point out, this is a little hard to hear, but she was initially cooperative, mm-hmm. Showed them was going to show them some pictures of uh, them working with uh, Ethan and that things were okay, they thought, and then it kind of abruptly changed. She shut it down right there, and you can hear her say, do you think we need a lawyer? lawyer? Mm-hmm. And the dad says, I think we can answer questions. Yeah. He, he comes across better than her in these videos. He also came across crushed. Mm-hmm. He was weeping. He was emotionally distraught. She had a harder edge. Yes, definitely, definitely. And testimony from uh, Detective Sergeant Joe Bryan underscored common parental responses to these types of situations. And you described the defendant's demeanor as atypical. Correct. Okay, and tell us why. Your Honor, I would object as to this witness's opinion when the jury can see what's in the video. Every person in life reacts differently. And it was shut down from there. Yeah, and additionally... We got that amount that... He has seen, as um, the major crimes investigator for the Oakland County Sheriff's Department, many of these cases where a child has done a horrible thing. And the reaction from the parents, according to his testimony, was they ask why. Why? They are emotional. They are... It's still their son. They don't go toward him in any loving way. No, not at all. Uh, Granted, he did something horrible, but that's still your flesh and blood. It was very cold. It it was, but I don't know what a normal response is because that's not a normal situation. True. But they looked at him like he's an alien, and he's kind of huddled in a corner, and is he's not sending off a vibe that I need a hug. Um, He also, in that interview, refused to answer any more questions. They they were going to be present for the initial questioning. Yeah, 
And additionally, Oxford High School counselor Sean Hopkins detailed his efforts to intervene prior to the shooting, expressing frustration at the parents' lack of uh, follow-through in addressing their son's uh, behavior. The prosecution also sought to depict Crumbly's apparent prioritization of her horses over her son, with testimony suggesting a strained relationship and minimal positive remarks about him. Kyra Pinnock, who boarded uh, Crumbly's horses, testified to receiving concerning messages from Crumbly following the shooting but refrained from alerting authorities. Despite expressions of sympathy, Pinnock's actions were driven by a desire for information rather than genuine concern for Crumbly. Testimony Guy continues this morning in Oakland County Circuit Court. Yeah, I, I do think it's a dangerous road to try to forecast or apply your own opinions about what a normal reaction is in that situation. Well, I think we're all doing that. You yeah. think you know your child, mm-hmm. then you're told he just killed four kids, and you walk in and you look at him and he isn't him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, but this notion that she was very calculating, very cold, very strategic in some ways— I would have been, I think most of us would have been, a puddle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just think it, it's your own flesh and blood, and you would just have a different reaction. But that's just putting me in my and, background emotions as a young mom you feel, right now. Unless you feel like you're afraid because he just did something horrible, and you're like, this, you know, something's wrong, and I, I don't want to approach him. Yeah. and Well, and then there's this, this self-defense thing. You know, maybe I will be charged. There was testimony that the... The gun was hidden in an armoire, and the bullets were hidden separately. Under some pants. pants. Under pants. Which is yeah. very secure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, yeah. uh, I think all, every uh, firearms instructor would tell you that's a sound right. approach. Good Lord. Um, so we'll, we'll get more testimony. As they left the interrogation room, she turns and kinds of bites back at her son and says, Why? Mm-hmm. Understandable. Her husband keeps repeating, we love you, we love you, we love you, yeah. on the way out the door. It just it, The contrast between the two right. was exactly. stark. Right. And I think they showed that video because she was so surprised. I can't believe this happened. I, yeah. I had no idea that you would do something like mm-hmm. this. That's why that video was played. Something. How about something encouraging here? Elon Musk announced yesterday that his Neuralink company has pra- placed a a Neuralink brain implant into a first patient, which could be the first step in providing a bridge between someone with a spinal cord injury. It did, this This implant is one-fifth the size of a human hair, and it picked up uh, what they called um, neuron spike detection. So the neurons were firing in the brain. Mm-hmm. The implant acknowledged that and hopefully someday can then tell legs to move, for instance. Wow. Amazing. It's just the first step, but it's and, and there's a little it's a little Frankenstein-y to some degree, but can you imagine the potential if our brains could interface with a machine and the machine could act as a bridge beyond the damaged parts? And you're talking about bionic. Exactly. I mean, really. I mean, yeah. kind of like the it six is. million dollar man almost. We you know? can build rebuild him. Yes. We can make him better. We're going full Jetsons. We're y- going there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yesterday, you know, the saddest day of all, cleaning out the lockers. Locker clean out day over in Allen Park yesterday. Of course, all the reporters huddled around Josh Reynolds because he had those two big drops, one on a third down, one on a fourth down. And kudos to him for talking to the reporters. But he kind of said, you guys, like, I'm going through it right now. 
happens, man. I know what kind of player I am. Um, you know, I didn't want to drop him. You know, I mean, shit happens. Just, uh, you know, do I want those back? Oh, of course. I can't. Was uh, he interviewed at a ping pong table? Yeah, they do to- have a ping pong table in that locker room. So <laughs> okay. maybe they were getting one last rounded. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he said, I regret it. He is a free agent. Dan Campbell talked about free agents and who they want to bring in here. It's about rebuilding, reloading for the next year, but he wants a certain kind of player. They got to be a certain way and there's got to be a certain mindset and a certain identity. And we have that with our core. And we got to add pieces that are like-minded. We got to add more talent, more competition that thinks the same way that group of guys in that locker room does. And and it's non-negotiable if it's not. There's no level of talent that is worth bringing something that doesn't fit what we're about in there. I love that, and I believe he's going to do it. Yeah, culture he, so very important to it. them. Exactly, defend your culture. But he also said something interesting. You know, it's easy after a Cinderella season like this to fall in love with your Rochester. We can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. No, talking about the players that they know who have been in that locker room this year, they have to make some tough decisions. There is a long list of Detroit Lions free agents, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Romeo Okwara, James Houston, Jalen Rees-Maven, just to name a few, Josh Reynolds. And just because they like them as people and they had a good run this season, they have to look forward to can they produce next season. That's right. And, of course, is Jared Goff going to get paid are they mm-hmm. going to get uh, something around $50 million a year for him? So lots of questions right now um, as they sort of look back on this magical run. More work to do. Yeah, but I liked a lot of the things that were said in, in the wake of what was a horrible collapse mm-hmm. in that second half of that game. Thanks, guys. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking about bridging the digital divide. Today, a critical day in that uh, effort, uh, a deadline of sorts that you need to know about. And we'll uh, tackle that next on JR Morning.